This is The 20 with DJ Spider, presented by BeatSource. Welcome to The 20 Podcast, bringing you interviews with the best DJs, producers, and music industry professionals from around the globe. I'm your host, DJ Spider. DJ Spider! Yeah. What up? How you doing? Good? All right. Glad you're here. Glad to see you. I'm glad to hear you. Glad to feel your presence. What's going on, everybody? Getting to the end of the year here, end of 2023. But we're not done yet. We got some incredible guests for you, and today's no different. But first, I got to shout out BeatSource because this show would be nothing without BeatSource. It's brought to you by BeatSource. They make it all happen, and BeatSource.com is the place to be. BeatSource streaming is something you need to try out if you have not already. I've been using it at my gigs. I told you last week, and I'm telling you this week, I used it again this week at a few gigs. Helped me out immensely. Um, We've got curated playlists. You're able to DJ from the cloud. There was a gig where I had no internet, so boom, I had all the songs in the locker, and I was able to use them. You should really try it out. I think you'll love it. Also... You can use stems, Serato with it. You can use it um, hardwired onto CDJs. There's so many incredible features. So check that out and enjoy. I'm sure you get some sort of a 30-day free thing if you sign up on BeatSource.com. So go peep it. Um, All right, guys. So hopefully everything is good in your world. Hopefully you're DJing, you're, you're following your dreams, everything's happening. Um, and today we got an inspirational story for you uh, that will help you have some insight and follow your dreams. Today we have someone on the show who is bringing Afrobeats to the world, literally, because he throws a very popular touring party that goes by that name and does just that, brings Afrobeats to the world. He just had an incredible sold-out show in Miami for Art Basel, uh, then here in L.A. at Avalon, which was you know a 1,200-person capacity place, fully sold out. He is on his way to Accra, Ghana, um, right after this interview to go do a show there. Um, he's an African producer from Ghana. Um, but now lives in Los Angeles, but seems to be touring the world and just killing it. He's shared platforms with many amazing artists such as Wizkid, Burna Boy, Major Lazer, Mr. Vegas, and so many more. Um, on this episode, he shares his journey with us, how he got to this point, as well as his vision and plans for the future, which are all incredible. I mean, this dude's vision is very clear and he's making things happen um a really dope dj and um he gives us some really great stories on this episode some really good insight into throwing your own party and creating unique experiences uh, which i think anyone can benefit from so please welcome to the show black pages all right we are here it's the 20 podcast and we've got a special guest in the studio today. Please make some noise for Black Pages. Let's go. <laughs> yes. Thanks for having me. Oh, of He's course, fine. man. Yes. Thanks for being here. It's great to actually finally meet you, right? Uh, My pleasure. Yeah. Likewise. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you must still be tired from the weekend. I saw, I was, I was watching videos a couple hours ago of your incredible party that you did at Avalon this weekend. And, uh, you know, it was just so so amazing to see like Afrobeats in LA 
at such a massive venue and everyone just having like the time of their life and uh, you controlling the vibe and all that stuff. Um, so, um, yeah, how was that? You know, just to kick uh, it off. It, w- it was amazing, man. Like, of course, you know, like Avalon is one of the, is a legendary v- venue and yeah. this has been my dream to play in like spaces like that. Right. Because in, as, as, you know, as a DJ, it's your career, you want to always elevate and, yeah. and make sure that, you know, you're playing these unique spaces right. to, to add to your resume. You know? True, true. So Avalon was one, one, one place that was definitely on, on my bucket list. Yeah. And I was able to check it off. So That's super dope. Excited, yeah. That's great. And um, so, yeah, I mean, just to kind of give people s- some background on you, I mean, you've done so many amazing things, so many amazing things for the Afrobeats, you know, community, um, and so many great things as a DJ. And I know you have... Um, such a connection to LA as well as Ghana. Um, I guess, can you give, give us a little background on yourself, you know, and just like how you came up? Yeah. I mean, first of all, I grew up in Ghana, um, came from Ghana. I went to high school here. I went to high school in Watts. Okay. Wow. Yeah, so I grew up in Watts. Um, didn't really like it much, you know, you know, the history of Watts. Yeah. So, uh, um, tough, tough college, neighborhood. Yeah. Dropped out of college. Uh, even before driving to college, I was always into music growing yeah. up, always been into music. Um, but L.A. has always been one place where I realized that the entertainment space is here. I've always tried to move out of L.A. or, like, do something else, but, like, something keep bringing me back. And really? I, I've I've not always done Afrobeats, but mm. it's always been close to my heart. Right. Um, I, I just started getting into um, – I just, I just started pushing it more. 2020, uh, two, uh, 2011 okay. is, is when I was like, yo, how can I stand out as a DJ? Right. Because I'm not standing out from, from the rest. Yeah. So I, I was like, yo, it's time for me to get back to my culture and what I know the best, the, the most. So as time goes on, I was getting to the music, producing music at home, playing little parties here and there. And then fast forward, it just started taking off every year. And now we're here doing some of the biggest parties in, in America right now. Yeah, amazing. I mean, you're touring all over doing these parties. I saw videos from Miami and uh, other places you were doing it. And then I know you're headed back to Ghana in like, what, a couple days? or yeah, And you're going to... Actually, in a couple of hours. A couple of hours? Oh, damn. All right. We got to yeah. finish this up soon. <laughs> no, I know. In a couple of minutes tomorrow, uh, I run this time. So, right. in like 24 hours. Wow, amazing. Yeah. Okay. And you have the you have your party there, party uh, there. January 6th. January 6th. Amazing. Yeah. That's so cool. And so, okay, so so you started out as a DJ. Did you start out here when you were in high school or after that? I started by, uh, back, uh, the, the journey started for me in Ghana. Okay. They, they used to be this, uh, two brothers, and if those two brothers don't play your party in the neighborhood, it's not going to be as lit. Ah, okay. So <laughs> I, used to, I used to pay attention to them, and I used to tell them, like, Yo, I want to help you guys. They were like, okay, help us set up. And I just learned the ropes, and watching them entertain people, I was like, yo, when I grew up, I just want to entertain people just like that. <laughs> when was this? Like how? When was this? And how old were you? I was like about 10, 10 okay. 9, 9, 9, 10 years old. Wow! And I just helped them. You know, back in Africa, like you could just as kids, we could just walk out and go nowhere. You, you not get kidnapped or whatever. Police not worry. Your parents are like, right. it's, it's like it felt like a community. So mm-hmm. everybody look after each other. You know. So, um, so w- when I came here, I came here when I was fifteen. And I and I didn't even realize I was in Hollywood till I went to high school. <laughs> my uh, junior year, one of my friends was like, "Come on, let's go to Hollywood." We're going to like, what's Hollywood? So when I went, he started telling me the whole 
concept wow. of Hollywood. I was like, what? I was like, I feel like I've heard this before because I'm new to America. Right. I don't know this. I don't know this. So I'm like, so when I saw the stars and name, I was, I was like, yo, one day I, 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 want, I want a star right here on this boulevard. <laughs> yeah, because, I, I, you know, I just felt yeah. like, you know, as, a, and as an entertainer, you just want some, some, some sort of, like, achievements and, like, awards and stuff like that. But we don't do it for that. But, you right. know, it comes with it. Yeah. So just he told me the whole idea about Hollywood. I was like, yo, when I, I'm like, so I started taking it more serious. Right. So I started taking the DJ more serious. So high school, I did. I was a part of a, a, um, a, a group on, on high school on campus. And I went to college. I started taking it more serious in college. Okay. I started DJing all the frat parties. And then I just, and then it just took it from there. And was it like open format kind of DJing? It was, it was open format. Like everything. Everything. I, I wasn't even playing as much as, as much African music. I was playing, every time I was playing, the closest to it probably would be like dance hall. Okay. Yeah. Because like the popular ones, like the Sean Paul. Right. Yeah. You know, those, those times, the African artists were not really making those type of records that we're crossing over now. Right. Yeah. So. No, it's like a whole new time now where like you can play it and all. People from all over will know the words now and know the sounds of Alma Piano and Afrobeat music and stuff like that. And uh, back then, yeah, probably dance hall was the closest thing you could mix in. Yeah, that's cool. And um, so, yeah, like what, what, what? um, So you were playing the frat parties, and then you got into doing these parties. You said around 2011 and pushing that. And how long did it take? to start DJing outside of LA and, and creating your own sort of party it, it, and fan base and it, stuff. It, it took, it took about like, I started playing outside of LA maybe 2016, 2017. Okay. Yeah. Cause it's sometimes, you know, I get discouraged. I take a break from DJing, trying to figure myself out. Right. You know? Um, so I kept going in and out, in and out. And then 2016 was when I, 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 I was like, yo, I need to say that I do this. I get a job. Or right. I get a, I, I, I get a professional, get a career, something. Yeah. You know? And and I was like, no, I'm not looking back. This is what I want to do. I know this is what it's like. This is my destiny. Like, yeah. You know. Uh, so I just I just went forward with it. Do I just did everything as much as possible. Just stand out. Just to play strictly African music. I think that's a great idea, and I think that's like a journey that a lot of DJs go through <clears throat> is like finding their who they are and what they want to represent, what they want to stand for. And in the beginning, we love the art of it and just learning and being around people. Right. And um, then you find that lane that means something to you. And you're, and then I think people even gravitate towards that, right. Cause they can see that you're doing something genuine and you're bringing something you're passionate about to them, you know, through your party. Um, and that is something that helps DJs stand out and start to tour the world really and, and have their own sound. Um, so growing up in Ghana, what, how did you end up coming to the U S and my, my parents, my, my parents, li- li- uh, moved from Ghana to uh, LA. Okay. So a few years later, they brought us to the, uh, to the U S so, got it. Yeah. And then, um, uh, wow, that, that's, in, that's incredible. So, um, and then you've done like so much, like. You go back. Do you go back a lot and like collaborate with other artists? Oh, definitely. Like I, I go back uh, literally three times to, or two to three times a year. Okay, back to Ghana. Um, I give back to the people, but most most importantly, my goal is to help build the Ghanaian music industry. But like for me, I like to build with the artists who are willing to build. I can't right. force any artists to help build. You know, yeah, because you know most of the artists back home. Is, 
like as we were talking about earlier before we got into this podcast, like yeah. if it's not money, they they don't want to have a conversation. And I'm right. like, money's not the only currency that can take your your career to the next level. Yeah, you know, sometimes people can put you in position to win. So it's a matter of having that open mind. So I work with a lot of artists back home, but mostly artists who are more open minded. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and that are open mind. Like we were saying, just to kind of. It's not always about like cutting the check and showing up to the party, doing your guest appearance and, you know, leaving like some parties you're adding to the culture and you're part of it and you're able to see how your music resonates with these people and even potentially find other people to collaborate with, find other ways to build your music, you know, yeah. because you're not always going to be as hot as that one song that you have right now. Exactly. And you're not always going to be able to get that specific check or whatever. And but you do want to have a long-term career, you know, so building, I think, with those DJs and those promoters. Because, yeah, as DJs, we've seen, we've been doing it for a long time, and we kind of will stay in the scene for a long time, but the artists will come and go oh. so much, you know. Yes. And I think they they get so caught up in being famous at the time or getting so much money at the time that they don't know that it, it will go away. Oh, yes. And if they want to have a long-term career, they can build with, you know, D I think DJs are... He's best friend. Yeah, exactly. Artist's best friends. <clears throat> yeah, because DJs also will then go into being creative directors, so a &Rs. A &Rs. Yeah, so many different yes. things, and it all grows. And so to have those relationships, it's better than just getting one check, even if you're getting $100,000 or something, you know, to do a party. Mm -hmm. That may not last, you know, a long time. So I think Definitely. that's important. Um, so how long have you been doing your party? I've been doing my party since 2016, 2017, 2016. Okay. Yes. But uh, I changed the name, changed, um, okay. because I, I wanted to find a more unique name that kind of like sticks out and feels more inviting to people who were not, whether they're Africans or not Africans, I want everybody to feel welcome to the right. party. So that's why I named it Afrobeast to the World. I love Afro that. Afrobeast to the World is like pretty much telling people that we're taking Afrobeast to the World, you can be part of it, you're invited. Whether you're whether whether you're African or not, right, is the place for you to be. That's so dope. I love yeah. that. Yes. Yeah, oh my god, you had so many crazy videos from Avalon, and like you said, it was all different kinds of people, but the everyone was having the greatest time of their life. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like there wasn't one thing where someone wasn't dancing, smiling, having a good time, and I think that's something from the Afrobeats you know, music and parties that like people are there to have a good time and party and dance. And it's not so it's, and LA is known as a place where it's hard to get people to dance and people yeah. are, can be very uptight Tight, or very yeah. like, look at me and, you know, worried about what they're going to look like to the rest of the world. world. So yeah. to be able to gather such a huge, I mean, Avalon holds 800 to a thousand people probably at 200. least. Right. Yeah. 1200 people. 1, people? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I know it's a lot. So, I mean, to have that, and it's just a huge dance floor. Like, it's just a massive venue for people that don't know. There's a big stage and then just a huge dance floor. There are tables. There are, like, balconies. But it's mainly about the party the there, party, you yeah, know. Yeah. And I've, I've done, like, I've seen all types of parties there, like a lot of rave kind of parties and stuff like that. So yeah. um, to see how big yours was. And it's on the street uh, that has the stars, you know, it's on Hollywood Boulevard. Boulevard so, so yeah. you're on your way to getting the star. <laughs> that was the first, you know, step, I think. Yeah. That's so dope. Um, and so you did it uh, in Miami recently for Art Basel, Art Basel yeah. with um, DJ MoMA. DJ MoMA, Jason Pontem, and my brother, DJ Naira. Oh, amazing. Uh, man. So it was completely sold out event. So, so like the party was supposed to end at two. 
Yeah. We, and the party ended up ended at five. Oh my god. Yeah, we went from nine to five a.m. <laughs> wow. and people didn't want to leave. Even, even when it ended at five, people didn't want to leave. And everybody keep talking about how it was such a this is a great party. Seeing everybody dancing and it wasn't about you know, bottle service or that's one thing I'm I'm um like my my goal whenever I, I like to create an event or create an experience I want I don't want to make it about the bottle service. People are gonna drink regardless. Yeah, right. People are gonna have a good time drinking. But the, the most important thing is the music. Right. It's what brought everybody together. It's so true. Because everybody want to have a great experience and go home. Yeah. So, you know, that's the, that's that's one, one thing I care about is the moment. Uh, I want it to be memorable and, like, very, like, unforgettable for for people. When they, when they go, be like, wow, I had such a great time at this party. That's I think that's the best way to look at it. And I think that if you look at things like, bottle, you know, bottle service clubs are the thing now. And, you know, obviously in Vegas and all the stuff. The it's, cut, it's, yeah, it's huge and they make money off it. But I think it it plays into the same thing you're saying with the artists trying to get the check that they come and go very quickly, you know, and that the parties that people focus on just for the music and just for the culture and just for fun and just for the art of DJing and the art of performing are the ones that end up becoming the biggest and do tour the world. And if you don't focus on money at first, that's when the money comes a lot of the time. And obviously you have to be business minded within all this, but you don't want to overdo it and just, only focus on the business because it'll just go up and down so quickly. But building a party like that, Afrobeats to the world, you know, and there's other parties out there that are like that now that, um, well, MoMA, for example, everyday people, you know, I don't think that party started from a business standpoint, you know, but now look at it. It's traveling the world. People can't get in. They, they can't find places big enough because it's constantly selling out, you know? So the money will follow as long as the passion is there. So I think that that's a good way to look at it. And I think that's the same thing with the bottle service stuff. Like, yeah, you want it in there. And there's some people who want their own section. But uh, just focus on the art of DJing and, exactly, yeah. and all that stuff. That's dope. Um, and so, like, what are, what, what are some of the biggest uh, songs that are, like, popping off right now at, those, at the parties? Oh, man. Water has been taken. Water, yeah, just Because the women, I feel like I when, when the women on the dance floor... DJ, <laughs> your, your your problem is solved for the night. When yeah. you play for the women, hundred <laughs> percent. I don't want to play for the guys. I want right. to play for the women. I, I've we've said that. I've said that forever. You know, I remember even DJ AM and everyone used to say that. You know, you got to play for the women, and there'll be guys that are like, "Yo, do this," and I'm like, "I'm helping you, and you don't even you realize, realize it." it. Okay, it. just sit back. The girls are dancing, <laughs> whining. You have to now. You is your job. To approach a girl you like with, with with respect, yeah, you know, yes, with respect, but exactly, yeah, and and people, I've even had the only people I've heard ever complain about the water song are guys too. They're like, oh, I don't know, I don't know, and I'm like, watch the girls, yeah, just have fun with it, okay. <laughs> so with water, water is one of the biggest record. Uh, calm huge. down, calm down. We're in a boy plane. Calm tea. down. It's like never gonna go away. It's gonna, yeah, oh man, it's, <laughs> it's like the show me love of Afro beats or something. Like it's gonna go forever. Yeah. <laughs> Um, there's a, there's a, a last last burner boy still. Oh yeah, rocking the club. Huge. Uh, Minka is um is I'm a piano. Okay. Minka is a huge South African song. I'm a piano, killing the scene. Wow. Another one is Dali. Yeah, uh, that song's dope. Yeah, Mona Lisa. Yeah. Ashake. Yeah. Organize. Oh, that one's huge. Uh, and I'm a piano. I wish that song was longer. 
right? <laughs> it always ends so fast. So fast yeah. I put it on and then I'm like, it, people are getting into it and then it just goes to that acapella at the end. You're like, oh no. <laughs> like, almost like repeat it. Yeah. That's dope. So there's, there's, there's a lot of songs actually like going crazy, crazy yeah. in the club right now. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah, I got to go to London and see how huge it was out there. Oh, and it was just it's like, amazing. Oh my God. Yeah. Like, London is like such a, it's like a melting pot yeah. for the culture. So, right. Yeah, and I feel like as a DJ, or as an entertainer, as an artist, London's one of the places you have to play. Have you done your party there? No, but we're actually doing it in April. Okay, I was going to say, yeah. I feel we're like doing, it we're, huge. we're doing like a, a like a Europe tour. Oh, dope. Yeah, we're doing about eight cities okay. in Europe, yeah. Um. So so how far out is the party booked or planned for? It's booked for the rest of the year. Next year. The rest of the year. 2024. Damn, that's great. Yeah, so we uh, next year we're doing... Um, we're doing from February to April. We're doing a tour. We're doing twelve cities. Wow, twelve city tour, and then in the in the from June to August, we're doing I think twenty two cities for Afrobeat to the world. Oh my god! And then um, from August to September, from August to September, then we're doing Europe for like eight tours. Wow! And then we're gonna come back when we come back again in November. We're gonna start the winter. And for tour. Oh my God. And then we go back to Africa. So it's going to be like, a, we're going to raise that. Truly Afrobeats to the world. <laughs> yeah. So it's, 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 uh, we, are we actually going to announce like the tour in a week or two? Okay. So we, we're definitely excited. This is one Perfect. of our major tours. We've done, we, we've done tours. We've done, we've toured, we've gone to, we've went to different cities mm-hmm. to do the event and party. But like now, this time we are kind of putting together more of like an experience. And this time we actually want to do it like as a proper tour with right. all the cities. Most of the time it was just like, we'll make a stop here. We'll make a stop here. We'll make a stop here. You know, but now it's like an actual tour. Right. Yeah. And when you say it's more of an experience, what do you mean? So we want to, we want to, we right now we're bringing more of like um, the dancers element to it. Yeah. We're making it more of a show. Yeah. Right. We're bringing more, more a show aspect to it so that people can actually have more and more, uh, a memorable time, right? We want to have people to go I'm like, "Yo, wow, I went this and like it was so memorable." Like, because sometimes you go to a party, a DJ can just play music and rock yeah. the crowd. They right. can rock the crowd as much, but like, if there was not a moment that they could share, you know, we want we want a lot of them to yeah. have memorable moments. So we want to be able to create an experience and have people have memorable. Moments. That's why, if you look at the one we just did at Avalon, there's so much repos because there's a lot, there's a lot of moments, right? For people. So now moving forward, that's we want to create moments for people and make it more of an experience, more than just a party. Yeah, that's a good idea. But, well, we, but we're still going to keep the party element. Of course. But making sure that we we kind of like make it more of an experience yeah. for the people. No, that's a good good way to think about it. Like what are, can you give any examples of like those moments or they just have to come to the party? They just have to come <laughs> to the party. <laughs> okay, that's fine. That's fine. Keep, keep some know, mystery. Keep some mystery. But I feel like, so... Uh, our whole party setup is it's pretty simple. It's nothing new, mm-hmm. but our goal is to put the DJ in the middle of the dance floor. Oh, okay. We're, we're putting the DJ in the middle of the dance floor. Um, there'll be dancers on the side, on the side, two, and then there'll be our, another dancer, two dancers, stages in the middle of the crowd. Too. Oh, that's so great. It's, it, so we're going to make it like more an experience. Yeah. So, and there's going to be a dance, and we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna add live elements. So we're going to have a live saxophone player. Which they don't play throughout the whole even they come right in between setting songs. Yeah, you know a drummer. You know, so a percussionist. So it's more of like an experience. Yeah, 
Oh, that's such a good idea. Yeah. Very cool. So. And how do you like, so how do you run the party? Like, are you in charge of everything? Do you have a team? I mean, <laughs> as, as, as a founder, I'm in charge of everything, but like now, right. now I have a team. But it's a it's gotten it's, bigger it's team, than it just got bigger, you. It's just me, yeah. yeah. Before it was just me just doing it, go from club to club, right. promoting our venue to venue. But now we also trying to stay outside of the venue, outside of the club space, and keep it more in a venue, like a ticketed sale, like, like Avalon. Avalon, yes, right. Because like Avalon, I've gone to everything there, from private events to rock bands to house music to indie like, dance clubs, yeah. and so it has to be a special like event. A special, special. It has to be like a concert venue type, right? Yeah, because like the club settings always to have that experience is. It always end up being a club vibe or a party it attracts vibe. people that don't understand what they're coming to sometimes, and then they're like, "Why are you not playing Travis Scott or something?" No offense, Travis Scott, but you know, it's like if it's not part of the party, party you know, yeah, yeah. And you're like, we have a specific thing planned, and the whole experience, and even clubs probably aren't as open to like the experience. So like, we have our own thing. This is how we do it. Exactly. Know? So it's, it's it's like I love. I mean, from from time I've always used venues. I like yeah. venues more than clubs. Right. Yeah. It's more risk on your part, I guess, right, for selling the tickets, but yes. it's more reward at the more end. Reward. But also, too, that makes me know who I truly, how you're building your audience. Yeah. Like, so, you know, what, you know your growth, right? You know, okay, wow, right. I'm actually growing. Yeah, it's and not like a club that's already packed with 500 people and you're like, I got 500 people to come. But then they don't really know who you are or they would never buy a ticket. Maybe it. two of them would or something. You know, this way, you know, everyone heard about it from your channels or some of their friends bought the ticket they want to support and then they're a new person that will spread the word so their friends like oh we went to this party in la my friend lives in chicago it's coming there you guys gotta go it's crazy you know it's crazy then there was a group of five people flew in from london for 24 hours just for the party no (laughs) they literally came that shows a lot they were like we saw you dj one we saw you dj one of your events afrobeats to the world in the summer and we said, you have an anniversary. We're like, yo, we cannot miss this. Oh. So they came to were like, and he was like, yo, do you, do you know how big, like, congratulations, man. Like, we came from London. That's And then I was like, really? I was like, and then I have people actually coming from, like, New York, Chicago, Oakland, Vegas. People flew in for this event. That's amazing. So, so in, in my head, I'm like, that's how you know you're actually building some a community. It's true. And I feel like as a DJ or as an entertainer or as an artist, if you, you it's about building a community and people, that's why People like selection and they're killing yeah. the game. Everyday people, yeah, you know, they, they build a community. And I feel like when you focus on that community and then just trying to focus on just the nightlife or a party or whatever, yeah, it's more of a, a community to me. It's true. Yeah. Yeah, people want to feel like, they're you part know, of something. people like us do these kind of things. You're like, like well, I'm part of this community. crew. And whether it's a party or whether it's something else associated with it, you know, it's like everybody has the same mindset and cut from the same cloth and has the same goals and stuff in certain ways. So yeah, that's a, that's a cool way to look at it. Um, and so, so then how do you, how does it work? Like in terms of like booking the party on a world tour, like how do you oh, have so, a booking agent or like, so, how so, do you even, so, so now I have, figure I, that I, have out. I have a booking agent that just books the venue. Okay. I just book, so before I, I used to do that, Right, it was, I'm it sure. Was, I used to book that. I have to do my playlist. I have to do. I have to work everything. I sometimes I, I I'm a I'm a hands-on person. Right, right. but now I've, I've I'm learning that the more I'm I'm getting I'm growing my audience and the party's also getting bigger. I can't be doing everything. Right, yeah. which is like like for example like 
Steve Jobs cannot play the role. He was no. doing any. <laughs> you, you can you, you have to have a team. So now having a team makes everything easier. Like, and everything is just amazing when you have a great team behind yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. That's so cool. So you so you kind of can build your party up to a certain point, and then end up getting the team. And someone like a booking agent could almost be the booking agent for the party rather than exactly. just for the. The, the artist Artists, or something. Yeah. So so we asked right now the booking agent just just for the party. Wow, yeah, that's great. Um, and ha- have the has there been any like bad things or failure failures that you've learned from within all of it? Of, uh, <laughs> dealing with a booking agent. Um, uh, I guess yeah, dealing with a booking agent and also just throwing your own party like yes. through renting venues or any sort of any like. Sort of thing. Okay, story. so recently. Um, we're even talking about it. Uh, I wouldn't say it's a feeling. It's, it's kind of like one of my... Or just a learning experience. And my learning experience. <laughs> yeah. Like my pet peeve is like people come in on, on stage, have no business being on stage. Oh, right. And first of all, how does security let them on that stage? Right. <laughs> like how did you end up on a stage? Yeah, how did you like, get here? If, if you're not a performer, a DJ, you're not bringing any type of energy, you're coming to dance. Right. Don't be on that stage. Even though you're going to come text. My lot of people do it for to, to cloud chase. Yeah. Right. So just stay in the in the crowd. Enjoy yourself. You want to text? Text in the crowd. Yeah. But yeah. don't come on stage. It doesn't look good because the the, the 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 audience feed off your energy. They feed off whatever they see on the stage. It's true. So it's when when people come on the stage, it's like I I I'm not a fan of that. Yeah. I'm not a fan unless you're your artist that's coming to perform. You're a DJ. Like I need energy on that stage, right? If, that's that's the word. If you're gonna come on that stage, I need energy. Yeah, we need like boiler room style or something. Energy, yeah. <laughs> like you we know? don't want those people that just want to be on stage, like to look cool or text or you just know? stand there and look around. You know, it's like you got to party with us. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. So so like this recently, like the two year anniversary, I kept I just keep stopping the music to tell people to push back because the people kept bumping into me. Oh wow. While I'm DJing, so like even I'm trying to make a transition. I'm, if if somebody bump into you and you're trying to make it, you could you could literally mess up a transition. Oh yeah, and it kept happening, and then I kept trying. So I had to pause the music, tell them to step back. This was this weekend. This weekend. Oh wow, and I'm not type of DJ. I'm not shot because if I keep telling you in person, like keep moving, and you're not doing it, I will literally stop the music, <laughs> and I'll tell you, yo, can you move back? Right. Yeah, and Avalon has a huge stage, and they they have tables, and they put people up there, so they feel comfortable. No, no, I literally we moved the stage. We oh, moved good. The, there was no bottle service. I don't like the bottle service on the stage. Yeah, it's too it, crazy. Put it somewhere on the dance floor. Yeah, but you know it shouldn't take up the dance floor space. Yeah, you're right, because that leads to just people sitting there on the yeah, top exactly. of the booths and being on their phones. Yeah, and like stuff let's like that. bring great parties back again. You know, yeah. bring great experiences back. It shouldn't be about people will will always want to do the whole hookah thing. Yeah, uh, buy bottles and spend, but it's it's part of it's part of it's it's part of the nightlife. It's part of yeah. the experience. Cool, but uh, it shouldn't be the main attraction. It shouldn't be you coming trying to look cool, trying to be trying to get clout, trying to look good, cool for in front of the girls. If you want to cool, go, go talk to the girl on the dance floor. Go yeah, there. Don't exactly. stay up here trying to look cool, staying on your phone. No. Yeah. You know, so that's one of my pet peeves. People on stage on their phones. Right. Not bringing no energy. Definitely annoying. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so what about like coming up in 2024, you know, we've seen Afrobeats music growing so huge. Are there any songs that you see that, or artists that you think might be big in 2024 coming yes. out? Uh, Black Sharif and, uh, yeah. um, uh, Amore. 
Okay. Yeah. Um, I feel I feel like uh, starting next year. I mean, they're already big artists, right? Luxury. I'm already already a huge artist, but I feel like next year with them touring and moving around, and I I can, I can see the growth in these artists, and I feel like these are some of the artists that I'm definitely looking forward to, you know, to see what what's what's, what's in store for them next year because I'm really yeah. I'm really a big fan of them. You know? Oh yeah, they're dope. I have their music, but I feel like they're on the bubble in you know in America right. like side of things sense, where yeah. they're not as well known as like Rema and those and Asha K yet, but uh, they'll get there. No, yeah, they're, they're, they're actually there now. They just need for me. I think it's it's everybody's a song away. Yeah, from becoming that global. Well, even how water, you know, yeah. that just pushed her. To the next level. Next level. Now everybody's hitting her up. Yeah. She's huge, getting crazy record deal. Everybody knows the song. Yeah. There's something about that song. It just crosses over all Everywhere. the genres, all right? Because it's almost like Afrobeats, I'm a piano. Um, R&B. R&B. It's like everything, everything, right? And it's perfect for women, like you said. Like, and just As a like, DJ, you could play with some house records. Yeah. You can mix. You can make your own edits, you yeah. know? It's a good song to make edits to. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and the Travis Scott remix is actually pretty dope. Uh, I, you know, it's crazy. I have not listened to that remix. It's good. I thought no, he no, did no, no, good. no, no, cra- no. It's not that I have not listened to it. The fact that when it came out, I was in a plane, right? And I and like you know, sometimes some songs come, yeah. And like you know, boom, boom, boom. I, I just I'm a big fan of the of the original one. So yeah. I'm yet I'm yet to listen to the, to the to the to the Travis Scott one. Right. I, I haven't seen. I heard any DJ play the the Travis Scott. It almost yeah, it's it's almost unneeded to a point. I even heard her talking on an interview saying how it came about and that like other people had been hitting her up, but she was like, "We don't really need to do it," you know. And it's true, you know. It's just the song stands. I think the song stands alone itself. Yeah, like uh, don't get me wrong, Travis Scott is on my top ten. Oh yeah, of course, of all time, he's one of my favorite uh, artists. Top ten. And one of the greatest, one of the greatest performers. He's a great performer. Yeah. I literally flew to Vegas to see him twice. Oh, you did? Did you see that recent show, the one here at SoFi? No, I didn't see it. Oh, okay. No, God, I, I was traveling. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But I saw him at a, at this um, jump, man. You know, he has a collab with, with uh, Nike. Yeah. Yeah, so I saw him. The event that he did was a free event. Okay. Although it's like two, three years, or four years ago. Four years okay. ago. And I was like, yo, this man is a great, like, just, he's, yeah, his, so much he's energy. A, the show, he's a, he's an entertainer. Yeah. And the, the, I, I, I like artists who can actually entertain people, you know, so. Right. Yeah, that's my thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, the yeah. fact that he, since we're talking about this now, I'm going to go listen to that record. <laughs> I mean, it's, I thought he did a good job, you know, but like you said, it, it's not necessarily yeah, I, needed. I, yeah. No one's asked me for that version. I, I, you know? I, 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 was, I was expecting like uh, a Janelle Monet or right. like a Beyonce. Yeah. Or like a female artist. Maybe it's still on the way. Because <laughs> the song is still growing uh, and big. And, and you they're, know. Pushing this, they're pushing the record. Like I was yeah. in Hollywood. I was talking to... Um, so Anthony, yeah, and I was telling Anthony like yes, actually it was just yesterday. It was a big truck with the TV screens on the side, LED screens on the side, and we were pushing her music head with her face. Wow, the water was just blasting out loud. It was oh really God. loud in the middle of Hollywood on Hollywood Boulevard. Wow, that's crazy. So yeah, like, they're, they're I, pushing I love, hard. I love the I love the fact that they're pushing. Yeah, me so too. Hard. I love it. That's great. I'm, I've, I've met her so many times. I've actually DJed for her. Really, for her listening party last year. They're doing a Grammy weekend. 
and she's just an amazing artist, great energy. Yeah, it and seems like she, it. No, she's gonna be a she's she, she's a superstar. It seems I feel like, like she's it. she's she's always been next up, and I feel like this is her time now. Yeah, you know, her time. That's so it's great. Time, yeah. Um, and then did you know MoMA from before uh, doing the Miami party? No, um, I I knew MoMA. I've, I've been probably like two three years. Okay. Yeah. Uh, even before two three years, we'll meet and like. One of my uh, mentors used to introduce me to him. Oh, okay. But then, you know, Mama meets a lot of people. It's like, yo, you need me page, you need me page. So, <laughs> you know, that's like, I feel like as a, as a DJ, so when you when you were growing, people start to notice. Right? Yeah. Yeah, so eventually, like, one day we met somewhere, we exchanged numbers, and we spoke. And then ever, ever since then, you know, we, we just we, we just been staying in touch. And such a great, amazing person, great, great energy all the time. Yeah. His every every like his people have great energy. The hospitality they give me all the time is just amazing. Yeah, yeah. And he came to my party and rocked it, man. He didn't want to stop DJing. <laughs> he was like, he kept going like, yo, do your thing, hey. And you know, and that was when like the owner was like, we keep going. So I just like, yo, just keep going. It's okay. Do your thing. Yeah, he's such a great DJ. Uh, amazing. He could do anything. Oh my god, like it's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> great DJ. And, I mean, it's that New York. That's that New York in you as a DJ where you could just go Got forever. Yes. <laughs> There's no ending. Yes. The L.A. DJs are like, oh, isn't it 2 a.m.? We're done. You know, yeah. it's like. It kept going. I loved it. That's that's really dope. Um, and um, what about, like, oh, well, some other stuff we were discussing, too, is, uh, like, other, not DJ pet peeves, but things that DJs have, you know, where, we're recording this on a Monday right now, and both of us are like, you know, yeah. half awake. Yeah. <laughs> and, That's why we got the tea, you know. Yeah, usually I'm like, I try not to talk to anyone on a Monday, like, because I just feel like we work so hard all week. Like, my weekend probably started Wednesday night. I had some big event I was DJing, and then it was every night all the way up until last night. So, um, usually on Monday, everyone's hitting me up, but I try to just turn my phone off and, like, not talk to anyone. But do you have any other, I guess, DJ pet peeves or DJ, you know, things that you always do as a DJ after, uh, after the weekend? So I, let's say once I go play a show, um, I don't want to hear any music even the Uber. <laughs> right. I don't even want to. Silence. Like, <laughs> I, I don't even, if I'm with friends, I'm like, can you guys be quiet? Yeah. And they don't get it. And everybody's energy is so high because they've been drinking. They've been, and I'm, I just want to be in a Zen moment. I just want to be quiet because all that talk, all that music, and then the energy given to people. Right. Because we give our energy to the, to the crowd. Yeah. And after that, we, we just want to just be quiet and just oh, be, yeah. yeah, just not talk to anybody. <laughs> My phone on do not disturb everything. Exactly. Yeah. So. Yeah, same. I need that. I need that silence. Yeah. Um. And so, so you talked about like your mentor, like, who is that, and how did you get into DJing? Also, my mentor he, right now he's he's back in Ghana. Okay. So I mean, actually, I, we have we have not sp- spoken. Um, the last time I saw him was in Ghana, um, and he was with his family. Okay. So it's two two of them. They were, they were, they were the two brothers. That's who actually. Wanna, oh, you were talking I mean, about when you were growing up. Growing up, yeah. Are you talking about my mentor here in in America or any any mentor, any any <laughs> DJ inspiration? You know, Maybe just so uh, so yeah, my, my, uh, yeah, in Ghana. So you remember back in the days they used to do the whole CD thing. Yeah, yeah. That's how I I saw him start like okay. the, with a CD thing he put in there. I'm like, how you able to mix the CD? And so and what? Just on? with the buttons and stuff. Yes. Wow. So <laughs> I was like, that it was like 
But now he I, I, he doesn't DJ anymore. But 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 the brothers, the actual brothers, they don't DJ anymore. Really? Yeah, they just. But they see what you're. They, they see what, what I'm doing. doing. Yeah, and they're and happy. I'm they were like, "Yo, man, we're so proud of you, man." That's so cool. Yeah, so I'm really excited. Yeah, I'm really excited to go see them. I, uh, I'm thinking like starting next year, I want to start like a festival in the neighborhood that I grew up in in Ghana. Oh, incredible! Like a free festival every year, like an annual festival for them. That's such a good idea. Yeah. And what's your favorite setup like to DJ on? Our CDJs, man. I liked it. Our Pioneer yeah. 900, Nexus okay. 3. Because since the 2, I was, I was a 2 guy, and I liked the Nexus, Nexus 3. Right. With the, with the Pioneer. Oh, the A9 mixer? Or the new? The A9, I'm still getting used to the A9 mixer. Okay. Because uh, I don't own one. Right. But I, I, what, what I do own is the Pioneer 900, Nexus 2. Yeah. Yeah, so that, that's what that's my go-to. Yeah, that that's that's definitely one I'm more and comfortable with. And, of course, with, with the flash drive. Yeah, so you just put a flash it's drive. Right. I'm always good to go. What you know, tell me, DJ, right now, guy, I got my flash drive with me. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, how do you keep or like, are you on record box or just record a bunch box. of songs? Okay, so so how do you like organize your sets or be ready for these things? Like, how do you organize it in record box your music and tag it or any like so, tips? So first of all, I go to like. Um, I go, I'll go, like, B-Source is one of the places I download my music. Really? Of course. Oh. Of course. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm a, the reason why I got into B-Source is I'm a, I'm a house head. I love okay. house music. All right. So I started downloading a lot of house music from there. All right. And I, and I saw you guys merged. Right. But DJ City, actually, when I used to play hip-hop, DJ City was, like, where I used to download all my hip-hop tracks. Oh, amazing. With the intro and the dirty and the clean. Right. That was that. That was like that was it for me. So it's like whenever I'll, I'll go, I'll, I'll just start first before I even, even start organizing. I'll go and look. What's the newest songs? Yeah. Do I need an intro? Do I need an outro? Do, do I need right. a clean version? And then and, and then once I do that, I go. I start creating playlists. Okay, maybe that's what I'll start. So I have like an opening, like I call it, I call it like the warm up or like the early part of my set. I kind of put them in segments. Okay. So it makes it makes. But some, most of the time, it doesn't even go as planned. Of course. But it's and nice then, to have, like, almost like an outline. An outline of, of, yeah. of, yeah. It doesn't go up because of the energy of the crowd. Maybe you want to move towards a different direction. You want right. To take it on a different path or a different energy. And so, so what do you have, like, a folder that's, like, warm-up folder? Or do you have a set that goes in order? A set that goes in order. And, okay. then, and then I have another folder that I throw every song I think possible I'm going to play that night. Okay. And I just keep, and I have make sure the cues are there. The cues are there. The loops is already set. You do that all in advance. All, all in advance. And then you export it onto the onto drive. Onto the drive. Okay. When I get there, it's just I'm ready to go. And so you're like, all right, I got my warm-up set. I got my main set. I got okay. whatever other sets, sets that maybe worked well, or histories or something. And, like, and I got some like, these five these five remixes or this 10 remixes, I have to play them. Okay. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm the type of like, yo, these, these remixes, I have to play. Or there's some songs I must play. Okay. This, this songs get the crowd going, right? You know, it's, it's a must play, right? And yeah. then you just build a folder of like folder. other new stuff and other things, and you have it all loops and cues ready to go, ready and to then go. you're able to just like quickly go through, go through and, it, yeah. and then adjust and go. Oh, damn, they're loving this. I'm gonna go I'm this going or this. go this tempo or. I, I'm big on tempos. Yeah. Okay. I'm big on tempos. Like tempos kind of like help me kind of like build a night or right. build a vibe. You know, so what's your ideal way to start like that warm up set? Like, what are some of the songs or tempos? It depends on what the next DJ that the the, the energy that's true. The DJ was on. So if the DJ was on like a like was maybe around like the '90s or whatever, and I feel like the the card needs to go up. Yeah, I take the tempo up. Yeah, 
I change it. I tell them, you know, you, you do your reverb, you echo yeah. it out, you introduce yourself, you just throw a big record on. Right. You know? That's or you true. just throw like a big remix or like or like an like a cappella that gets everybody's attention. Like a big you have to fill up the room, like you have to make create an attention. Yeah. You know, as a DJ, you have to make sure your presence is known. So right. it's like I'm big on that. That's true. Yeah, yeah like wipe the slate clean and be like, yeah. all right, boom, all right, we started. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. That's true. And then so the next DJ will be like, Oh, I see what you just did. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's nice too, because it like sets you apart it's from them part. and does a whole yeah. new thing. I got I got a question for you. Yeah. I got a question for okay. you. Okay. So as a DJ, do you think it's very important to have some sort of presence on the mic? I'm I don't think that it's needed mm-hmm. um, because I've some of the greatest parties I've DJed. I don't think I've got on the mic uh, before and I've been to parties where people haven't been on the mic and it's still been incredible. I think nowadays a little bit different. Um, I also think with those, when you're doing some of those, when you're having the experience or you're having the type of venues where you're selling tickets and it is a show, I think sometimes people are expecting more of, a mic interaction or something. But I mean, I've seen some DJs yeah, like black coffee. Don't say a word. No mic. You I know love it. I mean? Yeah. And you're able to really create a sound, especially if you're able to DJ with confidence and patience and not have that insecure feeling or the feeling like everyone's looking at me. I, I need to keep doing things like black coffee can keep his composure. It, you know, it's almost like how like, Rick Ross raps where like he'll leave these long pauses and then come back in with some, something crazy. And you're like, you have to have serious confidence to rap like that. And you have to have serious confidence to DJ, like, like how black coffee and certain people do and be willing to like, let the music expand and have patience for it to build and build. Even if it's two minutes that sometimes a DJ might feel awkward, but if you just know what you're doing, I feel like it can, build and create this moment right for everybody there and then it's everyone's getting in sync with each other and understanding just from the music and it's not someone yelling in their face like even you know yeah recently i heard this dj and and they were like doing a good job we were at a private event and i was like all right he's kind of killing it but then he kept hitting the drops and the sound effects and the things and i'm fine with that i love scratching i like the sound effects i like the mic but it's everything should be tasteful. You know what yeah, I mean? It's like tasteful. cooking. Like you don't want to take the whole thing of pepper and you just like it's keep putting it on everything. You won't be able to taste anything. It'd be gross. <laughs> so like if you're constantly like doing it, then people are like, what's happening? Like it's bothering me. I, I, and then they forget even the music they're listening to. Right. So um, it's the subtlety of it that can add to it you know and so i don't know i don't think the mic is necessary i think it's become way bigger in our the dj culture and the party culture and i think people look and don't know what to do you know what I mean? sometimes they look at the dj as like oh tell me what to do like put your hands up put your hands down you know go like this like <laughs> but sometimes just like they should be free to do what they want and we're free to do what we want and you connect in this unspoken thing through music right so yeah, that's how you feel too. <laughs> okay, cool. It needs to be subtle. Yeah, tasteful. Yeah, tasteful. Just like anything else, scratching. I love scratching. I've been scratching my oh, whole man. life. It's like it's such an art form. You can just, you can but just you can't do it the whole party. time. It's so annoying. Yeah. Well, like, bruh. Yeah, 
Yeah, exactly. I like, agree. like use it as a, a tool or a percussion Extra, instrument yeah, a or a way to surprise the crowd, a way to do what you said, clear the slate, you know, do some crazy thing in the beginning, boom, go into water, you know, and then everyone goes crazy or something, but you don't need to, yeah, show off. And like the DJ is the center place, centerpiece of the party, but also the DJ is almost just like, the conduit for everything to flow through for everyone to connect rather than like, Oh, I'm so important. Like you're saying, people just want to be there for the check. Like, Oh, they think they're the main character of everything. When in reality, like everybody there is the main character of their own life. You know, you're a secondary character, even the DJ of the party, you're still just a character in someone else's life. That's there, you know, and they have their own, world their own life that they're going through you know and and we get so into like everything's all about us if we mess up it's like everyone else is going through a lot of other things too so we're just there to help everyone connect and be happy and come together and have an experience that they'll never forget just like your your immersive experience-based party you know i think that's why it's a cool way to approach it like that yeah i agree yeah so um i remember going to you know Miami, New York, you know, in the big, like 2000, early 2000s and, and hearing DJs on the mic. And it was like growing up here, that wasn't a big thing, you know? And I was like, oh my God, they won't stop. Like they're on the mic the whole time, but it was working. So it was cool to see a kind they, of a, they know how to juggle it nicely. Some yeah. people know how to juggle it nicely. Yeah. yeah. But it's like, if that's what you depend on the whole time, nah. maybe you should work on yeah. your DJ more. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit more. Um, do you have any like DJ tricks, like or anything you do with the CDJs or at the parties, like to, like you said, get people's attention or, uh, man. So <laughs> I have this, I have a couple of edits okay. that nobody has. Yeah. So whenever I play those edits, those edits like get people's attention. So right. I have this, uh, one, uh, edit where it goes, this is how you do it. Wait, the song doesn't play. Okay. It's a different African big record that plays, and everybody knows that big. I mean, people know, so they like, think it's about to hit when they hear the acapella Montel Jordan, and then boom, boom it goes into the African song, right. and everybody's like, "Oh, <laughs> they just lose it." <laughs> that's the best, and that's where, like we're saying, you don't need the mic. You know, like if you can create moments like that, and you know, and it's the it's the element of surprise too. Yeah. You know, yeah. in a in a tasteful way, and a musical way where it just like works perfectly. Very true. Yeah, that's true. Um, and um, what about like, do you have any songs where like if it's not working, you know, you're going to drop these songs and just get everybody back into the yeah, vibe? Yeah, like uh, Burner Boy is Plenty. Oh, okay. Yeah. Burner Boy Plenty. Yeah, it's called It's Plenty. It's like that, that record is like it's such, it's such a like a celebration song. Yeah. That everybody loves it. And it's like it's big on TikTok. Right. Yeah. So it's like songs that like people are actually familiar with. You just dropped those songs. Right. Wow, TikTok's so, so, crazy right so, now. So you get people back yeah. on track. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so you get back on track, yeah. Yeah, TikTok, I know. I was like, I did a party this weekend. They were asking me to play Fireball, Pitbull, and I hadn't played it in a while. And then <gasps> uh, Edwin Phenom from DJ City was like, oh, yeah, you don't know that song's huge on TikTok right now. And I'm like, oh, right. I didn't realize that. Fireball yeah. is a whole, it's, and then it's an old song, too. Yeah. It's crazy. So it's crazy how it brings it back. A lot of records are coming back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool to see it all all mixing together. Um, so do you make your own edits or I make music own production? Edits. Yeah, and I produce music as well too. Really? Yeah. Okay. And um, 
what kind of stuff uh like do you have things coming out soon or do you have stuff out that you put out I have recently? Stuff out now and I have stuff that's coming out soon as well. So um uh, next year I'm dropping a couple of projects. I'm dropping some edits, edit edit projects. Okay. I'm also dropping an EP and an album and uh two EPs, two albums next year. Nice. Um working on a uh, compilation for like artists, African artists, up and coming artists. That's a project that is an ongoing project that I want to do. Nice. Work on um compilation with producers and artists, up and coming artists from Africa. That's dope. Yeah, so that I get to I get to be able to showcase their music to the world. So right, yeah, because I want to be able to make be, be that connection where I'm connecting these artists from like maybe an artist from Zimbabwe, Ghana, and a producer from like wherever in Africa. Yeah, makes that record and you know. So next year I want to step more into like the A and R space as well too as well. So. Right, and you mentioned your love for house music. Have you blended those styles together? Or musically, yeah. I mean, yeah, I assume, yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, I feel like that's actually getting like as tech house is reaching its peak and almost becoming oversaturated and is going to eventually, you know, inevitably go not go away but lose its luster as like the hot thing that all the DJs are making the the R and B tech house remixes right now. Now everybody making my piano remixes. That's where it's at. Yeah, like I feel like Afro house is becoming this sound, sound that yeah. like people are into like even this weekend i was able to drop some songs and you could tell people didn't even know it but i'm able to play them way longer too like how you said black coffee will have these long mixes and i play the song and you can see people are still into it just because of the vibe of the drums and the feeling and the almost the positive feeling within the yeah. music like hypnotic but like good vibe, you know, and then good vocals over it and stuff. So, I mean, it seems like that's a, that's something you would excel in and do really good, you know, to mix Definitely, those styles. Yeah. Cause that's both of your, yeah. No, normally I do a lot of edits and keep it to myself. Yeah. But now I'm realizing that I got to put these edits out. Yeah. Do you think that it helps to do the edits, put them out and then connect with other DJs around the world through that? Definitely. And I think also with that, it, you, you help build a fan base. Yeah. Because, the edit world is a whole different edit. It's, it's a whole different space. You have like DJs like Jero Vandal, you know. Oh my God. FS they, Green, Jero Vandal. There's so many that have built a career based on edits and remakes. Yeah, D James. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so many so, people. Yeah, so it's like that's. And, and in a way, it's like you throw these ticketed parties and you get the, the fans to spread the word about you, you exactly. know, and you make the edits and you get the DJs to spread the word about you and also to spread your sound in all these places. So then yeah. when you come here, these DJs have been playing your edits for two years. They're telling all the clubs, no, you don't understand. This is who I'm playing. Then the people are ready for you to come and play yours and yeah. play all the new ones that you still haven't put out yet, yeah, bro, you know, and yeah, the secret exactly. weapons yeah. and stuff like that. I got a lot of secret weapons. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to have secret weapons. I mean, because yeah, how do you, I, I have some weapons I'm not I'm not putting out there. For well, them. that's what I'm saying. Like, I do notice like there's a lot of like on Twitter and threads and these places where DJs talk like there's this whole backlash against gatekeepers and like, oh, you know, DJs that don't want to share their edits or won't tell us who it is. But I feel like there's both sides of it. You know what I mean? You don't want to give away everything or if you worked on something, you know what I mean? Maybe eventually you'll share it after a certain time. But, um, I think 
DJing came from that, you know, like we would have to dig in crates and find this record and sometimes travel the world to find a record and then you got it. So nowadays everyone's like, no, everybody should know everything, which I understand, but not necessarily, right? You just let them buy it on Bandcamp. <laughs> yeah, true. Do you guys let people, like, I know I know there's a whole royalties thing with, um, uh, yeah. but like, how do you guys work the edits thing if people want to put like edits through you guys? Well, I think that, I mean, I'm not an expert. I'm just the podcast guy. So, I mean, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. <laughs> no, because I know, because sometimes, you know, I, I have edits, but like, I rather put it through the right channel. Right. I know. know that DJ City will have certain edits, you know, um, Beat Source will also have certain um, and it has to be approved edits, by remixes, songs. Yeah. So, Beat Source, you can buy the M- MP3s, Waves, AIF, you know, whatever file you want as well as subscribe every month, let's say pay 30 bucks a month. And then you have the cloud based system and you can play all of them. And then it's almost like how Spotify or Apple or something. It's like a DSP. So anytime you play the song, the artist will get a royalty from it, which obviously there's another social media topic where they get small amounts. You know, they do get more from beat source than they will from other sites. And eventually if, all DJs start using that and all the DJs start playing from it, then the royalties will be huge. You know, in the beginning, it's always going to start small and people will be worried about using internet based things, you know, but we have a locker system and you, you can play it offline. It'll track it. Um, and I know that DJ, uh, eventually on beat source, you'll be able to have remixes and edits and the proper people will get paid and credited for each thing. Yeah. That's what I, that's what I was trying to, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think it's going towards that. There's certain elements of it. Um, like they have acapella outs, they have transitions, they have special, um, edits on beat source and they're going towards having the actual edit mashup remix lead, you know just takes a long time for everything I, I, to- I think that that idea would you would be amazing with uh serato you guys partner with serato right i play on serato i i now you could do you could you could, you could separate the uh stamps oh my god i mean that's, that's what that's what right now i'm doing all my edits in serato yeah exactly you do you use serato studio or serato um I use, I, I, dj serato dj it's a big edit so in so i i chop it and put it in, in later in pro 2 i mean in oh. uh, in uh uh, Ableton. And so do you take, like, you come up with the idea in Serato, blend them, make the acapella, and then what, you record it out, the acapella? Yeah, so I, I, I create the idea. Yeah. I do the, the edits. Yeah. What is a blend or edit, I do it in, in Serato. And then I, that's the idea, put it out. Right? right. And now I go, I'll be like, okay, so I took the drums of these. Okay, now let me bounce out the drum. Right. Let me record the drums out of these. Put it. On the side, put it totally separate. Now, okay, I I took the I took the vocals of these. Okay, now I took well, I took like the melodies, and I, I took the bass line. Yep. So now I do that separately, and I go. It was, and I make sure they're all in the same beat, tempo. Yep. And I go and I just chop it. And then if I have to change the drums, I have to beef up the drums. I have more drum. I have more snare. Or you know, and yeah, it, yeah. And I do that with the EQs and right. Now it's just like a one crazy edit. That's amazing. Yeah, or sometimes I just take a vocal. I just. Just take a vocal, just take the melody, and then I just do like the I just make the, like the drums myself. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's so dope. Yeah. yeah, you know, you can do um I was doing it that way too, and then I 
got Serato Studio. You know, they have like their own. Um, it's similar to Ableton, but different. And that one you can drag in and you can just export the stems of all of it right away. Of all in the, like a second uh, of all the um, uh, no, it's it's the same where it's just the vocal, the melody, the bass, and the drums. You but you don't have to wait, like because I was doing in Serato and I would push and record it. But instead, now in Serato Studio, you just drop it in and you push export and it just goes really fast. I didn't know that. And I didn't either. And then uh, a few months ago, and then I take those and drag them into Ableton. Eventually, I know, sorry, Serato, that you can do it all inside of Serato, but I'm still figuring out how to do that. (laughs) But I do the similar thing where I, I... I make it in Serato DJ, just the idea. Then I go into studio. I export all the parts. Then I drag those into Ableton and same all. I'll go, oh, this one sounds good with just the bass line and the drums. Or this yeah. one needs this. And and then I'll add in extra stuff too. Okay, I'll go on Splice just, and I'll get like a loop, Afrobeats loop or something, you know, and I'll put it for the intro and then make sort of, it's a half production, half edit type thing, you know. I like that. Yeah, but the Serato Studio makes it so much faster because I was doing a thing where I was like, I would wait forever to record and stuff like that. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. No, I hate. Okay, now I like. Yeah, I like so that. I'll I'll show you at the end, but okay. that's one little extra way to throw it in there and uh, just save you, you know, fifteen twenty minutes <laughs> of time. <laughs> of yeah. time. Yeah. I know time is valuable now, right. especially touring the world and all that stuff. You need quick. You sometimes you always just want to make the edit and just go play it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I do that all the time. Yeah. I love it. I love making it and then playing it. See like, the reaction. Oh my god! Like I took uh, this Bad Bunny song that uh, this guy Uproot Andy took, and he Up, turned it into Uproot Andy. Some so oh dope, my, right? Oh so I took his uh, uh, Bad Bunny remix, and I just took Bad Bunny off of it. And I just made the instrumental and then I took this Beyonce cuff it and I put it over cause he almost made the bad bunny, like I'm a piano kind of beat. And then I put Beyonce over it. And every time I play it, like it, it's one of those songs that like I can get every girl to just start dancing like right away. <laughs> and it's such a good feeling. Cause we're like, Oh, I, I put the, and I just remember, you know, you make it in my, my house right before I got there. And then boom, you play it. And it's play, like, yeah. it sounds so it's good. The best feeling. I showed, I, I posted it and he wrote me like, how did you get my instrumental? You know? And I'm like, I just, I just took it out of Serato and he's like, that's crazy. So yeah, I sent it to him. Um, but yeah, it's such a, you know, that's, that's the beauty of it. Uh, Serato and, I'm sure eventually they'll they'll have it where you can do it in record box somehow. I don't it, know. It's just been they too need the CDJ four thousand or something to just do it on the spot. That I would know. Be, I mean, there has to be a way. I don't think the CDJs are powerful enough or something. I'm not sure, but because I know you can do that in like Ableton Live. You can do it, yeah, and you can do it in Serato Live, and you can do. They just came out the, the newest Serato. They came out this week, and. I was too worried to do it this Saturday in the oh, club. The update? Yeah, where I could switch it where the cue points on the um, CDJ are the stems. But you still need to have the computer plugged computer in. Plugged in, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but it was kind of dope because then I could have, I had the cue point um, on the mixer so I could hit the first beat. And like for water, for example, I didn't have it edit. I only have the normal one. And I took her vocals off and I used the beginning to mix in under like I think it was Mona Lisa and it sounded dope because they were like in the same wow, key yeah. and I had the bass of water and I had the Mona Lisa bass out but they were going and then I'll stop Mona Lisa and then some and then I have to like 
turn her vocals on and start it at the same time, you know, and then the and then everything cuts out. Yeah. So the only way to do that was like to have all the buttons, you know, I messed it up a couple of times, but that, that was my little routine, you know, to sort of make your own edit on the fly in a way, because I didn't have, you know, beat source has the edit, but you also can't record your set um, when you have beat source going. So in uh-huh. inside of Serato, so I had to like do it on the fly, but yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, DJ, DJ nerd stuff, but I'll, I'll show you and I'll, I'll give you some of the edits. I made some, Please. I made all these Afrobeats edits, taking like old school hip hop and putting it oh, over uh, new stuff and just things I could play to clubs here that sort of like, well, open people's ears, you know, and I could play that song first. They're rapping along, then boom, go to the African song, and then they're like, What's they don't the even know it, you know. Uh, 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 DJ uh, um, James, yeah, D James. He he's like a magician. Oh my god, <laughs> he How did that. He did. He did. Um, Nose Scrubs and uh, yeah, um, what Harry was Star. It? Yeah, so good. I was like, <laughs> no, his brain. I don't know. It's crazy. I've also, when I went to London, I saw him DJ. Oh my God. Like I, I DJed some club that was like super bottle service and like, they just wanted all American hip hop. And I was kind of like, I'm all the way here in London. Like, you know, I got to do this. It was still cool, but I left there, went straight to his spot and it was just like dark, sweaty basement of like. And he's just playing all Afro beats. And like, it was the Going greatest crazy, night man. ever. Like he was quick mixing too. I'm like, how are you doing this? He's like, I have a five hour set and he's playing like the chorus of every song. I'm like, boom, 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 boom. Everyone's singing every song going crazy, you know? And I mean, he's such a good DJ period. And then his brain, the way he comes up with these blends is just absolutely Amazing. crazy. Yeah. 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 I have all the blends. Trust me. Yeah, dope. Whenever he <laughs> drops them, I'm like, yeah. Oh, me too. I'm like, hey, send it over, please. Yeah. And then he's been in, I think he's in Nigeria now. Or, yeah, yeah or, he's been there for a minute. He's still, he's still, yeah. yeah. So he's been recording music and uh, starting to produce and put together that band and all that stuff. That's so cool. That's amazing. Um, and so what about like going forward, um, any goals and, and plans you have? I mean, it sounds like you're a very calculated, planned out person. Like you have yeah. your parties booked out for the rest of the year you have your releases and multiple uh eps and albums things planned out you have um you to- you you mentioned that festival you want to do a free festival for from your neighborhood where yeah, you're from yeah. i mean are there any other things you have on yes, the agenda I, and I goals am, i am doing a festival here in um and here here in la too okay. as well in, oh. in july in july yeah july 20th okay yeah. wow you're very you're very Booked out, planned out. Yeah, you know, I, I like to do everything with calendar. Yeah. Calendar, my calendar just helps me. Plan That's great. Out. Yeah. So what's that? What's happening in July? Uh, it's, a, it's a festival. One of my festivals called Enjoyment Land. Okay. Enjoyment Land. So it's kind of like. Is that like your hat? <laughs> yeah, that's the department. Okay. <laughs> it comes from that department, the it planning. Department. So Enjoyment Land is like, kind of like, is a, a, is a playground for everybody to find joy. Oh, I love it. Yeah, so. It's like, like the word enjoyment speaks for itself, and like yeah, land. It's like land. So That's great. It's gonna be amazing. Yeah, sounds like an amusement park. <laughs> Almost like uh, Travis get Scott. <laughs> you get it. You get it. So it's gonna be. It's gonna be very, like very uh, playful. Very. Um, it's gonna feel like a carnival. It's gonna feel. Uh, it's gonna be inviting to everybody. It's not only just African music. Yeah, but like majority of the like the lineup will be. 
65% would be probably like African artists. That's dope. Yeah. That's great. Um, and then do you have like a message for any DJs out there listening or people that want to become a DJ or producer or, you know, people just that look up to you or, and are inspired by what you've done so far? Like, do you have any um, advice for them? Yeah, what um, I would say is, um, I mean, every DJ would say that. Don't give up. Yeah, <laughs> it's true, though. I mean, it's good to yeah, hear. Yeah, don't give up. I mean, um, find, for me, the most important thing is like, you know, even though there's like the open format thing, I feel like. A lot of the, most DJs can do open format, yeah. right? But I feel like finding a sound, mm-hmm. something that you know can make you stand out, yeah. You know, and that's one of my things. And always practicing, no matter how big you are, practice. You got to practice. Trust me, um, I I practice in different ways. Sometimes I could just just by just be on my laptop and work on my playlist. It's yeah. part of practicing, right? Right. Um, find ways to always like be engaged more into like the art. Yeah, because yeah, the art is what what will take you to the next to, to the level that you want to get to. That's true. So the music is the most important thing. Yeah, yeah, that's great. No, that's the truth. I mean, that's what we said in the very beginning of this. So it all comes full circle. Is that you just pay attention to the art, the music, the thing that you're passionate about, and you know, if you ever feel like giving up, like go back to the reason why you started, you know, and go back to your original inspirations and just DJ in your room alone or listen to the songs you love the most. And, um, that will, you know, keep pushing. Cause it is cliche to say, don't give up. But I think a lot of DJs have people around them telling them to give up, you know, so, (laughs) and family and people that may not believe in them. So I think it is important. So yo, black pages, thank you for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. And uh, can't wait to see what happens next year. I'm sure uh, it's only going to get bigger and better. It's going to be amazing here. Thank you, DJ Spider. Of course. Thank you, B-Source. Of course. Yeah. Peace. All right. Thank you, Black Pages, for coming on the show. That was incredible. Hope you have a safe flight out to Ghana. And uh, can't wait to hopefully go to one of your shows out here in L.A. or somewhere in the world. Um Really interesting story, really great dude, and glad we got to have him on the show. Thank you, Beat Sorcerers, for tuning in week after week. You know this podcast is available everywhere. You can watch it on YouTube. You can listen on Apple, Spotify, anywhere you get podcasts. So thank you for tuning in. The 20 Podcast is produced by Beat Source. Join us next week for more interviews as we discuss music that matters to DJs. I'm DJ Spider signing off. Peace. And that was The 20 with DJ Spider.